0: Lord, please help us tonight. We need your help. We can do no thing without you. Lord, it is all about you and nothing about ourself. Lord, we pray, God, you get all glory. I'm thankful for my family being here, Lord. thankful to be able to preach. And, um, Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege to be able to sing the songs, Lord, that bring honor and glory to you. Songs that lift you up, Lord, not lift me up, not lift anybody else up. But, Lord, lift you up. I'm thankful. That I'm a winner either way. If I go or if I stay, Lord, I'm thankful that if I died in my in my bed tonight, Lord, I could still be a winner. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm thankful for that. Lord, but if I step on this earth any day longer, I'm thankful I'm still a winner. Lord, I'm still a winner. One day, oh, one day, Lord. If I go by the cloud or by the clouds, Lord, I'm a winner either way, Lord. Help me, God. Help me to preach the, the word of God tonight, straight and true. Give the words that need to be heard, and we'll love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Psalms chapter number 1. You can stand reverence the Word of God if you're not already, and we'll reverence the Word of God and read the first three verses of Psalms chapter number 1. If you found your spot, please say amen, amen, and we'll thank the Lord for it. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man, the Bible says, who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. We were going to read the first three verses. I'm going to read the rest of the chapter although I'm not going to preach in them. But the Bible says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, for which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sitteth in this congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to open the word. Help us. In Jesus' name, bless your word. Amen. Amen. The Lord has been stirring my heart over the past couple of days uh, on this chapter in Scripture. Six verses in this chapter. In this ver- this chapter, if you look it up in anything, it's going to tell you it's a contrast between the ungodly and the righteous, the godly and the ungodly, the righteous and the unrighteous. Uh, and I believe that to be 100% the case. It's very clear where in the last verse he says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly, shall perish. And so I've been uh, trying to get something out of this and the Lord has been gracious to give something from the Word of God once again. And so I had to get it out this evening. The ways of God uh, in our day today are shunned ways. They're ways that are shunned uh, and they're ways that nobody wants to walk in. They're ways that Nobody wants to live by it. Most people today are just worried about uh, uh, getting all they can and canning all they get. and You've heard that. And uh, sitting on top of the can afterwards. And that's probably what Brother Chris Simpson would say. Uh, And so um, that's all that people are worried about nowadays. Uh, They're just worried about just simply pleasing themselves and satisfying their own gratification of uh, their own flesh. Uh, And I know that's not how you feel tonight and I pray that it's not at all, but literally the world today in which we live in is determined to satisfy itself in and outwards regardless of the consequences and regardless of the cost to other people. All it wants to do is gratify and please itself. Now, you you know what the Bible still says? Now, the Bible still says, we're speaking on America, we're speaking on this world, uh, and the Bible still says today uh, that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord uh, and the people whom He hath chosen uh, for His own inheritance. Uh, Psalms 33 verse 12, you know what that means? That means blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It still means that. It's still the same thing. And blessed is that. And we're falling farther and farther away from God. America is. And it sickens me and it sickens God. And God said He'd like to spew them out of His mouth. The Church of the Laodiceans. This is how it looks. We can look at the world and there's determination is wicked in this world. Uh, the determination is only on itself. Uh, it's only on the things of itself. Uh, it only wants to please itself. Uh, and their determination is to please themselves uh, to day in and day out uh, and make all the money that they can make uh, and live however they please. Uh, and that's the determination of this world. Uh, it is absolutely wicked. Uh, the desires of this world are worldly. Uh, and all they want to do is desire the the things uh, and that can please them uh, and that can help them uh, and that can make them go another day uh, and get a little bit bigger in the bank account uh, and get a little bit nicer in the vehicle. Uh, that's all they're worried about. But friend I tell you, uh, not only are their determinations wicked uh, and their, uh, their, 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 their desires are worldly uh, but their destiny uh, is woeful friend uh, because one day uh, Jesus is going to come back uh, and when He does come Come back uh, and they're left behind. Uh, there'll be a strong delusion that will come over this world uh, and they'll live 300. I mean, they'll leave uh, um, th- uh, three and a half years of good uh, and three and a half years of bad. By the way, it ain't going to be no better than it is right now. Uh, hey, so so you call it good if you want to, uh, but it's still going to be bad. Uh, and this world for three and a half years will be that way. Uh, and then strong delusion will come upon this world uh, and those uh, will begin to believe a lie and think. Think it's right. But we live in a world of Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20 where everything that's wrong is right, and everything that's right is wrong. And that's not us. And those who believe that. And those who live that way will their destiny will be woeful in hell with the devil and all of his angels. And that's where they'll spend eternity. But I'd like to just give you an exhortation tonight. And I'm fired up to see what God uh, is doing around us, uh, and what God is doing in all these churches. Uh, I mean, you got Bakersville. Um, you got brother uh, brother Jeremy up there, and uh, their meeting that went that went on two weeks. Uh, and you got uh, you got uh, brother brother uh, brother Rudy Smith down in Pickens on the other side, uh, and their meeting is went on three weeks, uh, and that's tremendous, and that's wonderful to see God move. Uh, and you got Gateways Jubilee who went on uh, for a week and all of these meetings and God's moving but I'm thankful to see what God's doing here God is doing something here and I'm telling you it is but the church has dwelt in a state of complacency far too long and it's time friend for us to go on and doing the things the Lord wants us to do and doing the things the Lord's way Amen. I'm going to preach on this thought, the ways of the ungodly. The ways of the godly, excuse me, the ways of the godly, not ungodly. I had that in my mind. I could preach on both. But the ways of the godly, and this is speaking specifically to the child of God. Everybody in here happy to be saved? I'm happy to be saved. I believe everybody in here might be saved, besides the kids. and But I'm thankful that I'm saved, aren't you? Then this applies to you. Amen. So number one, I want you to notice. I got three points. I'll be done quickly. I want you to notice their ways are detached from the world. So the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. It says, Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And so it tells us very clearly that there is three ways and three different determinations, three different desires, three different ways to go about it. And there's a blessing for those who are surely detached from this ways of this old world today there's blessings and it's brought to us in verse number three of those blessings but we have to go through verse number one and two first. And so their ways are detached uh, from this world. Uh, in this chapter, it gives us a contrast. Uh, it gives us a contrast from worldly ways uh, and godly ways. The ways of the Lord. Uh, the unrighteousness and righteousness. Uh, and godliness and ungodliness. Uh, and there must be a difference. Notice with me, we have detached uh, when it comes to our steps. The Bible said, Blessed is the man uh, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Uh, blessed is that man. Uh, and so when you desire the blessing of the Lord, uh, if you're, it says blessed, right? Is that not attached to the word blessing? Blessed is that man. Now, that man will be blessed, if you will, uh, if he walketh not, that walketh not uh, in the counsel of the ungodly. Uh, and so you must not walk how the world walks. Uh, now we are not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Now the word counsel there, if you were to look at it, it means plan, it means advise. Advice, whatever. taking advice from the ungodly uh, on a scriptural thing uh, is like asking a soccer player how to play baseball. It's not no good. It's not no good. Uh, and asking them to take that give you some good advice. Uh, some biblical advice uh, will never help them, uh, and it'll never help you. It'll never help you on any day, friend. The standards of God have been lowered to accommodate, to accommodate the lust of the flesh. There's sins that First John tells us about. And there's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And those were all committed in the Garden of Eden. And they were all committed by Satan and throughout throughout Scripture. We can look in Isaiah, what is it, chapter number 14, and find he committed those three sins. you look. At every single sinner in the Bible uh, that were really talked about, uh, they committed the three sins uh, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Uh, and you're not past them either. Uh, but when it comes to our steps, uh, we must uh, draw uh, something from the Lord uh, and somebody who's godly. Amen. Amen, friend. There is little regard for what the Word of God has to say nowadays. Nobody cares about that. The believer who has attached himself uh, or who has detached himself uh, from the world has changed. When the Lord moved in, the world moved out. Simple. I mean, you must say, He has changed. Uh, His belief ain't the same. His belief ain't the same. He doesn't listen to their counsel and their invitations to evil. If they say to do this, uh, if they say to put that drink to your lips, you say, I did not listen to them much. I did not listen to my uh, this or that. Uh, whoever it is, you put it in your own language. Uh, but I did not listen to them uh, when it come to this. Uh, or I just listened to a few things that they said. Well, why did, yeah, well that's just as good as listening to them and saying, let's go get a drink tonight. Puts you in the same standard." It's the same standard, friend. I mean, if you're going to listen to them about this advice or that advice, then you might as well just go get a drink with them. It's the same thing. But this one doesn't listen to their invitations to evil. This one doesn't listen to their counsel because they ain't got no godly counsel. You know what? If you go to an ungodly person, I mean an ungodly, unsaved person. Understand what I'm trying to say. An unsaved, ungodly person that is living wicked in the world and ask them how to be saved, they're not going to tell you John 3.16. You with me? I'm not talking about somebody who was raised in church. Okay? I've seen lost people lead people to the Lord. I'm not talking about that. I've seen Samson in the Bible do some spiritual things. But he was spiritless. Right? So what I'm telling you is that God can still use the ungodly. God can still use... God can use whatever He wants to use. I mean, He used a cock the crow on top of the roof uh, for, to get Peter's attention. He used an ass to get Balaam's attention. I'm saying God can use whatever He wants to use. But I'm telling you, the truth tonight is that when it comes to beliefs, friend, your beliefs ought not to be resting upon the ungodly. Your behavior ought to be different. Amen, friend. He or she don't act like the world. There is no relation to it. Amen. His belonging ought to be different. Well, you say, what do you mean? Well, when you get in the midst of wickedness, you feel out of place. When I get in the midst of wickedness, I don't care if it's my family or whatever, I just don't feel right. I just don't feel in place. Because you know why? It's not my place. It's not my place to be there. Beloved, I tell you, we are to rise above the lowered standard uh, and the lowered standards of this whole world. Uh, and our walk is to be different uh, than that of the world. Our steps uh, are to be like the Lord's. Our steps must be in obedience uh, to the blessed Word of God. Uh, the Bible said the steps, uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Uh, and he delighteth in his way. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Psalm chapter number 37 it says "This ordered by the Lord it means when he says go we gone friend even our steps we have detached from the world when it comes to our steps. Second we have detached uh, when it comes to the world and our stance he says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the Lord, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Friend, we, we don't hold on to ways of this world anymore. I mean, we are not, comp- we are not to compromise uh, or stand and conform to the pressures uh, of this life. And listen, you and I both know there's pressures in this life. You and I both know there's pressures in this world uh, and pressures in this life. Uh, and friend, there's pressures from family. Uh, there's pressures from friends. Uh, there's pressures from everywhere to compromise uh, your walk because you're not living like they are. Uh, but we must not. Uh, the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, uh, which is your reasonable service. Uh, and it goes on uh, and it tells us and be not conformed to the world, uh, but be you trained." Transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may prove what is that good, what is that perfect, acceptable will of God. We're to do that for the Lord. Far too many people to this day, far too many people in this day today, friend, have compromised their stand for the Lord and have given everything to the devil. Given it all to the devil, friend. And I tell you, this usually happens in a gradual manner. You know, there's a little compromise here and there's a little compromise there and there's a little compromise there and uh, uh, last of all, they've lost their whole stand. They've lost their testimony. They've lost their stand. They've lost everything they ever held on to because they compromised here and they compromised there. you compromise compromising your music. Eventually, you'll be compromising in the way you live. Amen, friends. Well, the 10th floor said, show me who you hang out with and what you listen to, and I'll tell you who you are. That's a God's honest truth. Amen, friend. It's a God's honest truth, and I'm thankful that we have that ability. You say, well, you can't judge me. Isn't that what they do? You can't judge me. Well, the Bible says. You know what the Bible says? Judge not according to the appearance. Judge righteous judgment. It means if it's right and you're wrong, I have the right. You know what else it says? Let me tell you what else it says. It says a spiritual man judgeth all things. 1 Corinthians. A spiritual man judgeth all things. Now you tell me how to break down the scripture. I'm not using it out of context. I mean, I'm not using it out of context. Now, Now using things out of context would be saying that I can do anything as long as the Lord gives me strength to do it. No, first I mean, you know, Philippians chapter three. That's not what that's talking about. I can go up there and do a flip on the football field, man, and the Lord will be with me, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Is that all right? Be with me. That's not context, okay? I don't care how many times Tim Debo wore to below his eyes. Praise the Lord for that. He was a good testimony in that. But I'm telling you, that's not what that verse means. It's his will. It's his way. And that He will strengthen you in. Hey Amen. It's just easy. Thank God for Scripture. Hey Amen. But I'm just telling you here tonight uh, is that what happens is that if you compromise here and you compromise there it's time for it. It's time for the church of God uh, to stand boldly uh, boldly for uh, the cause of Christ. We must stand up uh, and we have uh, detached ourselves from this world when it comes to our stance. When it comes to our stance, when it comes uh, to our steps. And then I want you to notice, and it says, Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. It, when it comes, and this is simple alliteration, when it comes to our seating, we've detached. Lord, we can't sit among the world. We cannot sit among the world. We were saved out of. If we're saved out of the world, why are we going to sit in them? You, you, you see the down here progression here though? It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the council. So he's moving. Isn't that right? Nor standeth. He's still standing. Got to stand. Then he says, Nor sitteth. He sat down. See the downhill progression? See the downhill progression for the one that is walking toward the way of the ungodly? Sit down. Walk, sit, and now I'm done. I'm just telling you friend. I mean, you can see it that. You can see that all throughout Scripture. It's devastating to me uh, to see people who I believed in, who were once walking strongly for the Lord, who were serving the Lord in tremendous manner, eventually fall into this and now be sitting and doing nothing, yeah. useless for the Lord. And friend, I'm, from compromise to, I mean, conforming. You want me to alliterate it farther? From compromising to conforming and now they're in comfort. I'm telling you, that's how it works. Ask Lot. That's how he was. Lot walked that same down here, down here spiral. He did. He, I mean, I'm just telling you, with, when I got saved, I no longer fit in with the world. Friend, beloved, stay close to God and in His way. It's the best way. It's the only way. And friend, I'm telling you, that's what you ought to do. Psalm 84, verse 10. I'm reminded of that verse. It says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. It says, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. I'd rather hold that door open day in and day out and still serve the Lord than go sit over there in the tents of the wicked and live how they live. I'd be happy opening that door. The ways of the godly are detached from the world. Secondly, I want you to notice the ways of the godly are delightful in the word. Now the Bible says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Amen, friend. The life of the child of God is the best life there is. Amen. Don't fall off the stump, but I'm telling you something. It's a joyous life. Amen, friend. It's great serving the Lord. It's great serving the Lord. Amen, friend. I have no sad stories. Somebody help me there. I have no sad stories. We must remember our joy doesn't come from the Lord, from without, but it comes from within. Amen, my friend, all throughout scripture joy and delight came from the Lord. Amen. Throughout scripture. There's no there by the way there's no Bible verse that says joy comes from the Lord. Just know that. That's in a song. But the Bible does say in Psalm chapter I think I don't know where it is actually but I can take a hit out guess I think of Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. The Bible says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. you look up the word delightful, you'll find that on a side note to that word delightful is pleasure. And so there's joy when it comes to the Lord. There's joy when it comes to this blessed word of God. Somebody say amen. And there's joy when it comes to this. And friend, it comes from the Lord. It comes from the Lord. Notice with me a few ways the child of God is delightful. Number one, I want you to notice the child of God is delightful in their new passion. The Bible says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. His love, his delight, his care, his pleasure. And those who walk in the ways of God delight in his word. Amen, friend. Delight in His Word. The, Lord, uh, the Lord's direction is not hard to rest in. Everybody with me? The Lord's direction is not hard to rest in. I mean, however, it's also not hard to resent His Word either. Amen. It's easy to rest in the Word of God. It's easy to resent the Word of God too. I've seen people at one point rest in the Word of God and then you preach it a little bit harder and they resent it. I've seen it and I'm telling you for me uh, there is a delight uh, in seeking the Lord. Uh, And this isn't a book of stories uh, and fairy tales. Uh, That's not what this is. But but this is a book of truth uh, and we believe it by faith. Uh, And this blessed book has shown me a lot of things that I needed to know in this life. There's a few things it showed me. Well, it showed me His sacrifice. It showed me the sacrifice of the blessed Lamb of God. And I learned in this Word that of His sacrifice and everything that He did, His sacrifice in His life, the Bible tells us very clearly, the Bible says that birds have nests, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay His. It's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. He lived 33 and a half perfect sinless years so that, you and I, so that you and I could be just like Him. And He lived and He sacrificed His life. Day in and day out, the blasphemy and the mean things that people were saying. You think bullying was bad now. Bullying was bad at Jesus. It was bad on Him. And I hate bullying. And I know it's bad now too. But what I'm telling you is that He was sacrificed uh, on the cross of Calvary. Uh, He was sacrificed just as in Leviticus uh, when they were sacrificed in that day. He was sacrificed as a lamb. He was put on the cross of Calvary and he was sacrificed uh, and it was a sacrifice for you and I. It was a sacrifice but I wouldn't have known that without the word of God. Sacrificial in his death friend. He says Father into thine hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, He gave up the ghost. He died after all the nails, after all the beating, after all the bruising, after all the blasphemy, after all the things that took place on the cross. He did it for me. And it took sacrifice. There was sacrifice in His death. There was sacrifice. There was sacrifice in His separation. As He looked up and He said, Father, he He says, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? As He looked... And he had to sacrifice a relationship uh, so you and I could have a relationship. I showed me. This book showed me sacrifice, friend. Amen. It showed me his sacrifice. This book showed me my sins. Amen. 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 Without this book, uh, I would have never known that I was the sinner in need of a Savior. It showed me the Savior. Amen. This book showed me that there was a way out. Amen. This book showed me uh, that he showed me his salvation. Uh, It showed me the savior uh, with salvation. Uh, It showed me uh, that I needed to be a sinner, that I was a sinner, but it showed me the remedy. It showed me the remedy, friend. And, uh, and you know, uh, uh, without knowing that you're lost, you can never be found. Uh, and I had to be shown that uh, by the Holy Spirit through this Word. Because faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And we had to have faith to be born again. But He showed me that in this blessed book. Blessed is the man who delighteth in the law. He delighteth in the law of the Lord. He delighteth in the law of the Lord, and it showed me a sacrifice, and the Savior, and my sins, and a salvation. But it showed me service. Without this book, I would have never been a preacher. Right? I would have never been a preacher. Brother Ricky Gravely was preaching up there on a Thursday night, up there at Mount Carmel Baptist Camp meeting. That's when the Lord showed me I needed to be a Pastor. But I'm thankful he showed me I needed to be a preacher. And that was a long time. I don't remember the date, but it took a long time to get me there. But the Lord showed me about separation. This book showed me about that. I would have never known of separation from this old devilish world without this blessed book. i got to hurry. But you and I have much credit to give the blessed King James Bible. You and I have much credit to give this book. And friend, my redemption, my comfort in times of distress comes from this book. Direction in times of confusion comes from this book. Rebuke in times of straying comes from this book. Food in times of hunger comes from this book. And friend, thank God for this blessed book. Delight in the passion that should come from this book. Amen, friend. Uh, they delight in the passion. They delight in their new perception. Now understand, it goes on and is in his law. He doth meditate day and night. In this law, he meditates day The perception of a child of God changes by the word of God. Not just by aging. Uh, not just by gazing upon the word of God. Not anything but reading it and allowing it to change your life. Amen. That comes from here. We're fixing to go through a few things and I want you to know them. But I'm telling you, this book is real. Amen. It's living. Right. Amen. It's living and, and, it, and it's, it, it's reading the word of God and allowed it to change our everyday lives. And friend, your whole life will change when you go from the milk to the meat. Yep. Amen. When you go that direction, it will change. Your life will change. Your life will change. You, I tell you, friend, hey, milk is good. But we need meat to grow. We need meat to grow. That little boy back there is growing by that milk. But one day, he's not, that milk would not sustain him, it would not feed him as much as he needed to be fed. It's the truth. He needs meat. That's where our growth comes from, friend. And I tell you, I tell you, you do not seek out. You, you, do, you need to seek out with a desire to grow by the word of God and you talk to him in prayer and he will talk to you through this book hey man friend we don't have Christophanies anymore he don't send angels down anymore and friend I tell you this this book right here this word is finished that's why we need to dig in remember those signs he gave signs in those days he gave signs of Christophanies he gave signs of all those things tongues and so on and so on but when this word was fulfilled he didn't need those anymore Because it was done. Friend, I tell you, dig into it. There's a few things this word is. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus is talking to the old booger man over there. And he tells him there, he says, But he answered and said, It is written, man should not live by bread alone, but at every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's for food, it's for food. There's a few things that is for food in Scripture. It tells us in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 2 and 3, it tells us that it is milk. It is milk. I mean, it tells us it is milk. I'm not going to read all these verses because there would be too many, too much time. But there's milk. Then we can go on and find a little farther that it is. In, in Hebrews chapter number 5, it's, it's meat. It's meat for the child of God. We can find in John chapter 6, verse 51, it's bread. It's bread, friend. Amen. Psalms chapter 19, verse 10, it's honey. You look at all those things and see if you don't need those things. Study those things out and see if you don't need these things in your daily lives. Not Maybe not necessarily daily lives. Honey, you ain't going to need honey every day, but I like honey. And man, honey does some comfort for your for life. The throat, if you put honey on it, it makes it better. Sometimes you need it. Hey Amen, friend. I know that because I'm a preacher. And sometimes I preach a little loud and I need it. But I'm telling you the truth is that it's food. It's good food. Even hey we can look on and find a little farther, it's light. right? It lights the way. Amen. Psalms 119 verse 105 tells us this: a lamp and a light on our path. Will hide its words in our heart that we might. So, so that's what it is. That's what it is. In John chapter seventeen, verse seventeen, heard Brother Jacob Bogard preach this message down in Mississippi last year. He preached on it being truth. It's truth. It's truth is what it is. It's truth. James chapter one, verse twenty-three through verse twenty-five tells us it's a mirror. You look into this word. If your life don't line up with it, you need to get it lined up with it because it's truth. We just assessed that, right? It's truth. You can write all these verses down and read them when you get home. But, but John, James, James 1 tells us it's true. It's mirror. I mean, we can look on a little farther and find that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, to 27. It's water. You say, well, what's water got anything? I want to read this one for you, okay? I just want to read this. Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. The Bible tells us. So let me put this in here for the bookmark. Uh, Ephesians chapter number 5. Let me turn over there real quick. Lord, help us not. We're running well. Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 25, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with a washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot, wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So remember what I was telling you at the beginning of service. He's he's coming there and he's going there and he's going to sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by his word, by his word. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it's going to be by his word. you'll, You'll see it. But nonetheless, so how does this water work? Well, it will cleanse you. We see it right there. He might sanctify and cleanse it. Cleanse your life. Cleanse your life with the washing of the water. The water of the word of God will cleanse you, friend. Uh, You know what else it'll do? It'll content you. You'll be content with that word. You know what else it'll do? Psalm chapter 119, verse 150. It will cool you. Satisfy you. It'll satisfy you, friend. I'm thankful for the word of God, aren't you? It's water. It's water, friend. Uh, And you know what else it is? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 tells us it's a sword. It's two-edged; goes one way and comes back out and cuts both ways, friend. It's a sword, is what it is. You know what that means? That means it can it can cut you open, but it can sew you back up because you have to get it all worked out. It will work on you that way. You know what else it is? You know what else is? It, let me read this verse for you. Hey, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. I'm trying to hurry. I really am. Man, I feel good tonight. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse number 29, the Bible says very clearly there, uh, not quite, but it is that. Verse 29, is not my word like as a fire, it does say that, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The word is like a hammer. You know what that means? Well, you say, well, what what does that mean, anything? Why does that mean, anything? Well, the same hammer that can build is the same hammer that can go back and destroy. It's the truth. It's the truth. You look throughout Scripture. uh, I mean, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24 tells us about the building up of the hammer. And then Revelation chapter 2 and verse 16, uh, um, Jesus is speaking there. uh, I think it's to the church, Lord, help me, of Sardis uh, or one of those Smyrna. But He's speaking to that church. And He tells them that He'll come in and He'll tear them down. At the end of time, Revelation chapter number 19, verse 15, it tells us He'll tear down some things. The hammer of the Word of God. Thank God for this blessed hammer. Amen. Amen. I've seen preachers preach on that hammer and they just sit there and just hammer. I'm not going to do that with this Bible, but it's a hammer. It will build you up. It'll tear you down when you need it. It's a sword. But that sword's two-edged. Thank the Lord. So it'll cut you in and it'll fix you back up on the way out. There's a way that the Word of God is good for And it's real good for me. It's good for me. And you'll have a whole new outlook of your life if you will simply look to this blessed Word of God. You'll have a whole new perspective on this life if you'll look to the Word of God. Amen, friend. I'm almost done. So the ways of the godly are detached from the world. Uh, the ways of the godly are delightful in the word. Uh, lastly, the ways of the godly are decided in their walk. Look at verse 1-3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his season. And his leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Child of God is not a wanderer. The child of God is not like a wave in the sea. The child of God is not that way. Sure, difficulty will come. Change will come. Hardship will come. But they are not tossed by every wind and every cunning doctrine of the devil. They're not tossed by that. They're not tossed by that. They're not tossed by uncertainty. They're not tossed by unbelief. But the child of God is planted. They're planted. Now understand, there's nothing I can do to obtain my salvation besides call upon the name of the Lord. We understand that. I cannot save myself. That's my point here. But I do have my rightful duty. I have to call upon the Lord. What I tell you is that uncertainty and unbelief is not something that I attain inside of me because we have an anchor. Amen. It's sure and it's steadfast, friend, and it can be moved. We have an anchor of hope. Hebrews chapter 6 tells us we have an anchor of hope. It's sure. It's steadfast and in troubled seas and in stormy seas and in all the seas that this world can believe me. I will not go believing other things Amen. That's right. Amen. because I have an anchor. Yep. I'm, I'm steadfast. It's sure and it's steadfast. So notice, notice the placement of the believer here. The placement of the believer, he says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He's near the river. I don't know. But I don't know why that has anything to do with anything, but I like that because we're near the river, Amen. But but I'm but I'm thankful. I'm thankful. But a tree doesn't plant itself. You know, the trees out in the middle of the ocean still didn't plant themselves. Somebody had to drop a seed. Somebody had to drop a seed. Maybe the Lord blew the seed. But one way or the other, the seed was put in that position. Before the tree was planted. I'm just telling, therefore, in that case, the Lord planted this tree. He saved me. The Lord planted this tree. He planted us. uh, And I have been taken up uh, from the miry hit uh, the miry uh, clay of sin and and planted on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. uh, And friend, I tell you, by the river of life, uh, and God has brought us up, uh, He's brought us out, uh, and He's put us in, uh, and that's what we need to do. Uh, He put me here, and here shall I stay until He plucks me up and moves me again. Amen. He planted. The placement of a believer is He planted. It was said Saturday that um, you ever climbed up a bank coming out of a river and grabbed that tree that you thought was stable and you pulled on it and there you were back in the river. Why? Because it didn't have a solid foundation. The foundation was not, the root system was not planted tightly. It didn't have time to grow. It wasn't there yet. It wasn't all the way where it needed to be. That's why we can't just rest and lean upon new converts either. Amen. You just say that, okay Amen. we can't share them everything we need to share we need to share. You need to come to somebody who's been there, yeah. been around it yeah. been around this thing for a little while. Somebody can be trusted. why do you think a deacon needs to be that way? that's according to scripture. I'm just telling you the truth. the placement of a believer is like a tree planted by the river of waters. And God planted them there. And that's where they're going to stay if they're right with God. Amen. The placement of a believer. Secondly, I want you to notice the producing of a believer. The Bible says, then bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Then bringeth forth his fruit in his season. So if God planted you, there will be product. There will be production. There will be something from that. And I I believe there's a few ways to look at this, but the fact is your life will produce either good or it'll produce bad fruit. We learned that on Friday. It'll produce good, it'll produce bad fruit, and I believe the believer will produce that which is good. I do. The child of God will produce good fruit. Amen. Good fruit. Amen. You're either... A, you, you're able to be a blessing to all those around you by your life. Listen up here. How much of a blessing are you able to be to other people around you? Are you really a blessing to them? Or are you a burden to them? Like, are you a blessing to them? Are you really been a blessing to them? Man, I sure want my life to be a blessing to others. I want my preaching to be good. It's going to have to take him, but I want it to be good would it be a blessing? I read a story not long ago about a man who was speaking about a tree that was in the middle of a cow, uh, cow pasture, middle of a pasture, and said that that tree there was produced fruit, but that fruit didn't just help one creature. That fruit helped the cow. It helped the man who owned the field. It helped the insects who wanted to get in it. And it helped the other animals. And uh, it helped the birds. I mean, that that, that one tree, it was one tree, but it helped many. And that's how I want this tree to be. Amen. Amen. I want my tree to be many, more many can benefit from my life. Or let my life be a light. my life be a blessing to somebody else. It's not all about me, it's about Him. If I live that godly lifestyle and I live that life that is pleasing unto Him, he will be blessed from it too. Here's the blessing. Here's the blessing. So it tells us there's a little point. Bring forth fruit. his leaf also shall not wither. We're breaking down verse by verse. We understand that. I want you to notice not only the producing believer, but the permanence of believer, the permanence of a believer. So there's an evergreen tree which always stays green. We understand that, right? We country folks around here. We understand that there's evergreen trees, and they're gonna stay green all year long. When everything else dies, they're gonna stay green. When everything else dies, they still flourish. Why? Why is that? Because it's not keeping you. He's, it's not. It's not you keeping you, but He's keeping you, and He's keeping those trees green. That's how God wanted it. Man, help us to be like an evergreen tree that stays green all year long. You know, I don't want life. I don't want. I, I don't want my life to appear dead. I don't want my life to appear dead to the preacher. I don't want my life to appear dead to everyone around me, but I want my life to be flourishing. I want, I want people to see life in me. Not just breathing, but I want people to see the life in me. I'm glad to be a Christian. I'm thankful to be a Christian. I'm thankful to live a life for Christ. I'm joyous in those things. And He lives in me. So I ought to, to I man, I ought to be alive. Amen, friend. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Here's the blessed. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not. So tying these two verses together, blessed is that man. Here's the blessed of that man. The Bible says, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Speaking of the godly man, then it goes to the ungodly man. So it changes courses. So it tells us that the blessing of that man is prosperity. But understand, so we understand the prosperity of the believer last alliteration point he sums it up with his promise, so if the rest is done by the godly, whatsoever we do shall prosper. now this isn't a prosperity gospel either because if it's a prosperity gospel, then Luke chapter sixteen is not anointed by God, but it's a it's 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 not a prosperity gospel, but understand i I believe this is what it is, okay I believe this is what this is talking about. Putting the Bible with the Bible, using the best commentary for the best commentary. So my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Yeah. Philippians chapter four, verse 19. So that's the truth. It's not really I don't believe that word prosper there is not really prosperity as we look at prosperity. But I believe, but I believe rather it's it's provision. I believe it's provision. Amen, somebody. He can do a lot better than prospering myself than I can. Amen. Amen. He can can provide for me a much better than I can provide for me. He can do that work which only He can do. And I I believe not only is this just prosperity, but it's provision from the Lord. My God shall supply my needs according to His riches in glory. He will bless if we do as we should. And in Him, friend, when I got saved, I got everything I ever needed. Man, I have everything in Jesus Christ. I don't have to have all this world can give. I have Him. The opening phrase of the Book of Psalms, big book, biggest book. The middle of the Bible is in this book, and everything comes about in this book. You know, there's many psalmists that write the Book of Psalms, but the beginning of it is blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Man, if I can delight in anything else, I can delight in this word. If I can't delight in anything else upon this earth, I can delight in the Lord. I can delight in Him and His ways and what He wants me to do. And this is the ways of the godly. If you don't line up with these ways that I have just permitted to you this evening, then you are not godly. Amen. Lord, help us to live pleasing unto Him. Gain joy from Him rest in him. This is just simply a challenge tonight to live like him. It's a challenge of that. The ways of the godly. Thank you for listening tonight. You can stand to your feet, Lord. We love you, praise you, thank you for all that you do. Lord, help us to honor you with our, our magnify you, Lord, with our walk and our talk and our ways and our, lives, Lord, that we could just magnify you in everything, Lord, that we we could ever do, Lord. I know we cannot do anything in our own measly, meager flesh, Lord, to please you. But Lord, help us to please you through Jesus Christ. Lord, help him to work in our lives, Lord, to please you with our walk and talk and every ways, everything, Lord. Lord, he's the only one that pleases you. Lord, help us to Live that way through Jesus Christ, Lord, that when you see us, you see the Son. Lord, we love you. We thank thank you for allowing us to preach again, Lord. And for this time, Lord, we're grateful. And, Lord, help us to walk in the ways of the Lord. Help us to walk in those ways. Lord, I'm thankful for the blessed Word of God. I'm thankful for the people of God. And I'm thankful, Lord, for you, God. I'm thankful for you tonight and for how you've opened the doors again of the church, Lord, to let us in, Lord. And, um, Lord, help us, God, to just uh, stay out of your way and stay in your will. And, Lord, you work in our lives. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' precious and holy name, I do pray.